So Christmas is nearly here. Are we all taking a deep breath about that? How does it feel? Jesus' incarnation was one of the most major landmarks in the history of mankind. Remember, John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's why we call it the incarnation, because it says, Latin of uh, incarnation really is to make into flesh. It's one of the most important things ever. It was foretold in the Old Testament. It was grandly celebrated in the New Testament and through the subsequent centuries. And it's still affecting people, even today. I wonder if the scores of nativity plays and the dozens and dozens of hymns and carols we've sung have desensitised us to the utterly incredible event that Jesus being born in Bethlehem was. This morning, I'm hoping that what I say might widen your eyes in wonder and just cause your heart to flutter a bit more as you worship God. Let's think about the significance of what happened. Let's think about the utterly incredible event that Jesus' incarnation was. We're going to look at three of the guests that appeared in the story. Thanks, Alan. The shepherds were guarding their sheep at night. Now, of course, at night time is a really horrible terrible time, isn't it, if you're guarding sheep? Can you see any predators? Any wolves? Any cats or something that want to grab your sheep? That want to take your sheep for lunch? And they might be your sheep, or they might be a wealthy person's sheep, but there's going to be terrible repercussions if you leave those sheep alone. It's just like the Greek word says. The Greek word is talking about an uninterrupted vigilance like a military guard. They were guarding their sheep. Some people say sort of later in time that uh, some of the shepherds weren't so good. They were at the bottom of the sort of society. But their livelihoods depended on it. And perhaps even their lives, if the sheep had been killed... The ones who owned it wouldn't be happy. They'd sort of want their lives, maybe. But what happened to the shepherds? It says later on that they didn't stay looking after their sheep. In fact, it says they went with haste to see a baby. An angel had come to them and... It's, it's amazing, because they were meant to guard the sheep. But they went with haste, because the angels had told them about an utterly incredible event. 
They wouldn't have gone if it was just something insignificant, but it was something important, so they went with haste. Of course, if it was cows they were keeping, it wouldn't have been an utterly incredible event. It had been a different type of event, probably an utterly significant event. But it was an utterly significant event. They went because even though they were meant to be guarding their sheep, something much more important was happening down in the town of Bethlehem. Hello, darling. I'd like to do this. But you know what I'm doing? I'm being an angel. Great. I wanted you to know that before I just carry on wearing this and you're just thinking, why has he put tinsel on his... Do you know, when you see nativity plays, going back to that again, usually the ratio that we have between shepherds and angels is one-to-one. Do you think? We get sort of a few young children coming along, all dressed up like Oliver's done in the past, and Rua, and me, might I say, as well. But the thing is, you'll get maybe four or five shepherds and four or five angels. I don't think it was like that. We don't know how many shepherds there were. Four, five, six, seven. We don't know how big the, the flock was. But suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. Remember, one angel went first, but then all these other angels came along. Sometimes I watch on YouTube what they call a flash mob. Do you ever see those as well? Yeah, so someone's just sort of singing. I'm not going to do that. But they're kind of just singing or playing an instrument or something. And then suddenly, a few more people gather around. And then suddenly, a few more people gather around. I think... The original flash mob was here, where there was one angel saying to the shepherds, go to Bethlehem, everything's all right, I might be frightening you because of my marvellous angelness. But then suddenly, not one angel appeared, but a multitude of angels. I like this word, plethos in Greek. Now, that is such a brilliant word because it's not just talking about one or two. It's talking about a multitude, a crowd, a great number. Just going slightly off tangent for a moment. Do you remember the story in John chapter 21 where the disciples were all dejected because Jesus had died? And they'd heard about the resurrection and they'd seen him, but it was like, what's really happening? And they were fishing, and had been fishing, on the Sea of Galilee all night. They didn't even catch one fish. But suddenly, dawn was approaching, Jesus stood on the shoreline and said to his disciples, they didn't know who he was, Hey, go and fish on the other side, on the right side. And what happened? Their nets were full of fish. It's the same Greek word, Plato, plethos, plato. It's the same word. And so their nets were that full of fish that they took lots of energy to get it in. It wasn't a normal catch. So just as the fish really filled the nets, I think this sky was full of angels 
Not a dozen, two dozen, three dozen, but thousands upon thousands of angels were in the sky over Bethlehem because we have that word, plethos, a multitude. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the sound of it? Can you imagine the sight of what was going on? And yet I don't think it was the sight and the sound of what was going on that made the shepherds go into Bethlehem. I think it's what they said. A saviour has been born. You need a saviour. A saviour has been born. Go and worship him. Why did so many angels come to earth? We know, don't we? Because it was an utterly incredible event. Perhaps sometimes we play down the magnitude of the big things that were happening because we want to understand it. We want to be in control. And yet, this isn't what was happening there. The angels were praising God. They were sort of saying, yes, glory to God. Because they knew the significance of what was going on. They knew it was an utterly incredible event. The shepherds and the angels weren't the only guests. Some important people came from the east. Now in the Bible, it doesn't say from the east. It says Anatole, a rising. So it's saying from where the rising happens. In other words, the rising of the sun. So we know that's in the east. So the Bible isn't saying they came from the east. The Bible says they came from where the rising happens, where the sunrise occurs. So we don't really know where they came from. Maybe Persia, maybe a little bit further east than that. But they came from where the sun rose. The Bible doesn't say they were kings. So I'm looking a bit daft wearing a crown now, so I'm going to take that off. What they does say is they were magos, they were astrologers, they were magicians, they were some sort of uh, soothsayers, wise men that came from the east, that came from uh, Persia, like we say. It's interesting because in the Septuagint, uh, magos is also used in the book of Daniel. And remember there were soothsayers and wise men in that book as well, and it's the same Greek word that's used there. We know that these men, I was just about to say three men, but we don't even know that, do we? But we know they were very important because of the gifts that they brought. I've been to Lidl this week, and none of the shelves had gold, frankincense, or myrrh. I looked. None of them did. Do you know where you could probably buy them? Fortnum and Mason but probably only in the VIP areas where people like us wouldn't be allowed to go. It would cost a lot of money because these were extravagant, wonderful gifts that these important men had brought baby Jesus. It wouldn't be the sort of things that we could offer, though, as we've sung already today, we could offer something else. 
We know from their conversation with King Herod that they were looking for a special baby. A baby. They were important men, but they were looking for a baby. And maybe it had taken them several weeks to get there. Maybe there was some discomfort in their camel riding as they came along. What they brought weren't normal baby shower gifts. They brought gifts that meant something, that was significant. They had come to celebrate the birth of the saviour of the world. They had come to bend their knees to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the reason? Because they knew too that it was an utterly incredible event. So the angels had come. The shepherds had come and a little while later the wise men had come because of the utterly incredible event. So what's our conclusion today? How do we celebrate it? How do we celebrate this utterly incredible event? Let's briefly look at one more person who was there. But Mary treasured all these things giving careful thought to them and pondering them in her heart. After the birth of Jesus, Mary didn't say, onwards and upwards, Joseph, let's get going then. She pondered things. The angel had already spoken to her some months back. But now, physical things were happening. Things that you just wouldn't expect for a normal baby as normal baby's birth to see. But Jesus is no longer in the manger. Today you don't need to wear tinsel or a crown or carry a crook. What we need to do is come as we are. Jesus says, follow me. Just like the colonel said, stop. It's time to follow Jesus. And many of us have been following Jesus for decades and decades or years and years. But today, I just want to encourage you, because of this utterly incredible event, over these next few days, to spend some time again with Jesus and say, Lord, I give my life to you. I celebrate what you've done. I abandon myself to you. I want to, Lord, ponder again what you've done for me. And I thank you, Lord, for changing me. So we're going to pray. And then we're going to sing our final song, which is O Little Town of Bethlehem. So, Lord, we thank you for this utterly incredible event that we are thinking about today. Thank you, Lord, that the angels came, the shepherds, the wise men came because of this utterly incredible event. Lord, in our lives, will you stir us to worship and to passion because of this utterly incredible event that you would come to earth in flesh and so you could change the terrible things that were going on in our hearts and in the lives of other people as well. So help us, Lord, to worship you afresh. Amen.